Hey, really good friends. This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Hello. And welcome to Historically Really Good Friends, a queer history podcast. I am Rachel Craig. And I'm Jared Femblow. Happy winter holidays. That was gorgeous. Thank wow. You. Wow, Thank you. you should you should join a um a caroling troupe. You know what? Maybe I will. Do people do that? I think they do I it in movies. Would, they do it in movies. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do it in real life. So, okay, let's role play this. Okay. Let's let's hypothesize. Let's synthesize. Okay. Yeah, let's mm. let's get into it. Let's synthesize, hypothesize, proselytize. Yes. What would you do if a group of carolers came up to your door? Like would you open it? Would you like peek out the window, turn around and leave? Would you pretend to hide? Mm-hmm. What are, what are you doing in that situation? Okay. First of all, I would hope to never be in that situation because I will have a lawn that's littered in no solicitors, oh. no dogs, no no people, no pooping, wow. no get wow. off my lawn. Wow. Get off my lawn. Strong. But should they have propelled straight past all of the signage mm-hmm. and they're at my door, I think maybe I would like pretend to be um like that, the the evil witch that comes to you in, in Beauty and the Beast, you know, she's hobbled and she has a hood and you can't really mm-hmm. see her. And she's like, mm-hmm. um, that would be me. <laughs> okay. I would come to the door. I would come to the door. And say what? An evil old witch. And say I would what? just be like, like nothing, nothing real. <laughs> nothing real. I would just give the aura of being a little scary. And then either they would mm-hmm. be into it or not. And then they could do their thing if they wanted to. They but would I want to be a character then. Not. <laughs> <laughs> they can either be like, sure, I will continue singing to this little old uh-huh. witch. Right. Or I am a little scared and I'm gonna run away now. So like it's right. it's up to them. Right. The balls in yeah. the, the balls in their court. <laughs> so true. So Christmas carolers out there, the balls in your court. Good luck finding Rachel. <laughs> yeah. If you can find me and barrel past the signage, um, be prepared then for you almost, a winter witch. You almost get to sing. You like you yeah. almost like should sing at that point. You've made it yeah, that far. You've earned it. You've yeah. earned it. Yeah, yeah. Well how about you? No. I would not answer, would not entertain. Okay. I wouldn't even. Okay. Yeah. You just wouldn't even go to the door. No, because I am someone that gets secondhand embarrassment so easily. So if I saw someone on my front lawn singing, especially if they can't sing, mm-hmm. I, I think it would be uncomfortable for me. And then I would make it very uncomfortable for them very visibly That's by funny. how uncomfortable I look because I'm an empath, right. you know. Mm, yeah. You would give it all away that they are terrible and should quit their careers and, as carolers. Right. And they would know because I would be saying you're terrible quit your careers as carolers mm, i would verbally right. yeah i would let them right. know <laughs> i would be telling you would reiterate them. it verbally yeah as loud as i could face. right right over their singing yeah. yeah right i would shout them down yeah. right right Correct. i think maybe we should get into the tradition of caroling being you go on knock on people's doors and just mm-hmm. list all of the carols that you know 
Channing. Famous people named Carol. Burnett. Burnett. Carol from seasons six and seven of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay, I didn't know her. Um, Carol. There's there's Garol from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Abby and Alana from... From Broad City? From Broad City, Garol. Who's Garol? I've seen that show a lot of times. Who the is woman, that? The woman, the woman on the island where Abby has to go pick up the package oh, right. and she eats the yogurt. Garol? Garol. That's who I will come, I will open the door as. <laughs> yeah. Garol. And then I will ask everyone to name famous, mm-hmm. before they carol singing, mm-hmm. I will ask them to name famous carols. You're going to you're gonna sing to them the the request to name as many carols as they can that's it and that's the here on out Mm -hmm. that is what christmas caroling means to me means in this home great great well yeah after all of that welcome everyone to another (laughs) holiday back-to-back holiday episode winter themed you and i love a good theme spectacular we can't stay away I love a theme. I really bring it to the holiday parties at work. Mm-hmm. I am a huge theme person. So we, we can't resist a little themed spectacular to close mm-hmm. out this year. Because this will be spectacular. Of course. Everything is specta- Everything we do is spectacular. Okay. Well, I'm it's glad you feel that way. It's shimmering and shining mm-hmm. and bells of holiday. Ooh, bells will be ringing. Bells will be ringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will yeah, be. Yeah. And I think they are. They are. I don't um, know if that's a good thing, I guess. I don't really like the I sound of bells ringing. But, a little um, ominous. It is. But, you know, if you like it, um, they're ringing for you. For you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. What, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's do a, a round of favorites. Why not? Okay. Okay, let's do it. What is your, and all of these are going to be christmas holiday winter themed like i mean you could go jewish hanukkah route i don't know how many of these there are but what is your favorite like christmas or winter song my favorite song i really like the whoville one in how the grinch stole christmas i don't think it's my favorite yes i don't think it's i don't think it's my favorite also i'm a big I don't celebrate like the religious aspects of Christmas, but like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, that's a song. That is a tune that I love. Fill the air with uh, Hark those Herald Angels Sing. I don't even know what it means. I don't Do I don't think I've ever even heard of that. Glory to the newborn king. You don't know that? No. It is a very like um, It's about Jesus? It is. It is okay. about Jesus. Um <laughs> he was born. He was born in Christmas. And so they are they are very overjoyed mm-hmm. at his birth. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, it, it's one of the old, like I, I'm not religious, but mm-hmm. sometimes church music, gospel music, like when it really fills, mm. it, it brings a good energy, I think sometimes. Okay. Love that for yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks. How about you? Tell me it's like a joking, like 12 days of drunken days of Christmas. <laughs> no, I feel like if anything, you'd have to at least somewhere on like your top 10 have Mariah Carey's All I Want sure. for Christmas is You. That's like a given. Sure. But I think one of my all time favorites. Oh, I actually, it's tied. First is Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. The Brenda okay. Lee version specifically. Okay. I love Brenda Lee. She okay. is my sweet 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 angel yeah she's my everything okay second or like tied with 
Rock Around the Christmas Tree is Christmas wrapping. Okay. okay. Do you know that? Dun, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah. That's that a one. good song. Okay. That one gets me going okay. every time. Never know what they're saying because they say a million words, but it, like the I story, know. I really the get beats. into it. Yeah. Yeah. In in terms of like some more contemporary jams, mm-hmm. uh, Paul the Paul what's the Paul McCartney Christmas song? I like that one. Oh, um, I don't know the name of it. With the kids singing in the background. The kids. Yeah. Maybe. Is it not? Paul McCartney Christmas. Wonderful Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. Oh no, I was thinking of I think John Lennon. Maybe. I don't know. And then last mm-hmm. Christmas I gave, I gave you my you heart. heart. Mm-hmm. That you is... gave it away. Yes. But the very yeah. next day you gave it away. Oh. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. That's a tune. Like a quick turnaround. Okay. What is your go-to like Christmas holiday movie? The Santa Claus. One, two, and three. Okay, Tim, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen. Not a fan of um, him anymore. No. However, no. right. Boo. Thumbs down. However, those movies are spectacular. Amazing. Spectacular. They're a big like tradition in my in okay. my household yeah, yeah. um so i i really do enjoy a good santa claus movie sure um i think my family i mean love the santa claus we mm-hmm. watch elf every year will ferrell elf mm. yeah it's okay. i don't even know how it started but it's like something that we rent every year watch it yeah. together every year no matter yeah. what like it's great bye buddy hope you find your dad yeah yeah. Bye, buddy. Hope you find that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you're listening and you have like young kids at home or like mm-hmm. hanging around mm-hmm. young kids, I guess, in your family, the mini series Prep and Landing around like Christmas, mm-hmm. like holiday time. Oh my gosh, it's so cute and great. It's also one of our favorite things to watch, but it's like obviously a kid's oh, thing. I, but I Prep don't know and it. Landing. I don't know her. It's like a, it's on Disney Plus, I think. Check okay. it out. Sponsored by Prep and Landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I wouldn't say no if they want to. Disney, come find us. Come sponsor us. <laughs> Disney, come find us. Be the carolers that show up at our door. Right, right. What other Christmas things are there? Traditions, ornaments, Christmas trees? No. Oh, let me ask you this. To ask me. Are you a december 26th tree is down or are you like january 4th kind of kind of gal when do decorations come down for you probably a little bit later in the into the new year Mm -hmm. and i'm also a big fake christmas tree kind of gal personally sure so i have time you know like i don't have to get that tree out on the curb she's not dying anytime soon she gets packed up and put back in the basement so like i am on my own schedule (laughs) oh and i love that for you yeah yeah it just the decorations feel like a great way to get into the festivities into the mm-hmm. feeling of yeah the holidays mm-hmm. so like why take them down why forget yeah. what made you so happy just so recently you know correct and like i think i like to do a lot of general same with like halloween fall time i mm-hmm. like to do a general decoration sure, for the season sure. so that way you can extend the life a little bit yeah you don't have one of those like wooden block counters that are like this many days till Christmas right. because then right. after Christmas it's like a, you got to take it down. It's done. The fun's over. Yeah, 
Yeah. Also, in the song Lover by Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. I, I just, Taylor Swift, if you're listening, I have some questions about this. Um, because in the song, you say, we can leave the Christmas lights up till January, which is really not that long after Christmas. Like, are you right. saying that that's a long time? Are you what saying is that? that Six it's, days? Right. What does it mean? Because the lyric makes it seem like, from context, you're like, oh, we can do whatever we want. It's yeah. our place. This is our right. place. We make the rules. Right, right, right. What were your but rules But January before? is not that, right. It's not that far after Christmas. So I right. just am curious about that, Taylor Swift. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, great song, no notes. Okay. <laughs> and that's that. And that is that. That's that on that. Right. It's true. Great. All right. Well, I hope everyone is feeling a little bit festive. I hope everyone is feeling the winter vibes. I hope you're staying warm if it's cold where you are. Mm-hmm. Throw some fire wood onto the fire. Let it burn. Let that Yuletide burn. Yes. Make baby. the Yuletide gay. <laughs> and let's get into our first winter Christmas holiday extravaganza story as told by the one and only Rachel Craig. That's me. All right, so today we're going to be like throwing it way, 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 way back. Okay. And we're going to be talking about the Saturnalia Festival back in ancient Roman times. Ooh, okay, ancient Rome. Ancient Rome, probably when weird words like Yuletide existed, because I don't know what that means. Yuletide doesn't feel... Roman. Roman, Latin, but, Latin, <laughs> but um, well, maybe it was, maybe it was. We don't. Okay, know. okay. Well, like, um, let's find knows. out. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into her. Okay. Um, let's open her right up. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the sources I used for this are a little skimmer this week, and we'll talk about why skimmer. A little slimmer They're this so week. skinny. They're so skinny. They're skinny They're so legend. slim. They're still p- putting on their winter weight. Oh, same. They do include, though, the real Gay Christmas from the All Gay Long website. The article is by Nikki Hallowell. Also, Caesar's Calendar by Dennis Feeney. And then the Wikipedia pages for both Saturnalia and Priapus. So, Saturnalia is a large festival again going back to ancient roman times and it's named for the roman god saturn Hmm. he was the god of sowing seeds Mm -hmm. sowing s-o-w sowing seeds Mm -hmm. so sowing (laughs) seeds plenty (laughs) okay and just general (laughs) agriculture Great. That was his that was his shtick. Okay. Saturn had all those things. Okay. I I love this is why I think it's so funny, all of the ancient gods having very, very specific things that they oversee. Sure. And so that was Saturn's gig. Saturnalia was one of the biggest, if not the like biggest and largest holiday celebrated in ancient Rome. But despite this, there is not a diverse collection of written history on the subject. Hence mm-hmm the slim Mm -hmm. sources for this Mm -hmm. week. Most of the information we have today on Saturnalia comes from one source, Macrobius, which as I kept writing down, I just kept thinking of Tom Hardy as Morbius. That's not, no, it's not Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is- You're thinking Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Tom Mm -hmm. Hardy, what's his name? Venom. (laughs) Venom. (laughs) I was like, I have no idea what you were doing right now. Venom. Okay, so not Morbius, not Tom Hardy. Macrobius. Okay. Macrobius was 
a writer who lived through the time that Saturnalia would have been observed. Another source, and one of the only others, is the ancient historian Justinus, who wrote about Saturn and the Saturnalia celebrations in his writing, The Epitome of Pompeius Trogus. Sounds so formal, so mm, fancy. Sounds like an Italian dish. It does. Ooh, I love mm. a trogus. Yeah, can I, can I have one as well? Thank you. <laughs> Medium rare. <laughs> yeah, thanks. In his writing, Justinus emphasizes the worship for Saturn by saying, quote, The first inhabitants of Italy were the Aborigines, whose king, Saturnus, is said to have been a man of such extraordinary justice that no one was a slave in his reign or had any private property, but all things were common to all and undivided, as one estate for the use of everyone, in memory of which way of life it has been ordered that at the Saturnalia slaves should everywhere sit down with their masters at the entertainments the rank of all being made equal Mm. so essentially this writing just says we worship saturn because he was like our sexy Mm -hmm. communist god king and so at the time when saturn supposedly would have ruled this area of italy rome the holy roman empire things like that Mm -hmm. it's said that like he had this sort of mystical wonderful euphoric reign over the people who lived there which is why go ahead and made them equitable it sounds like yes yes so like everything like literally a communist utopia right and so that's sort of what the holiday is observing okay the celebrations were originally observed for one day but throughout various emperors the entire festival expanded to three days then five and eventually the holiday was celebrated for a full week from around december 17th to the 23rd okay the timing of the festival coincided with the end of the autumnal planting and harvesting season and before the winter solstice again because like Mm -hmm. saturn was the harvest god or whatever right he's sowing 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 things right right sowing seeds Right. And the winter solstice was observed by the Romans on December 25th. Mm-hmm. So it's it was sort of like wedged in between those things around okay. mid-December. The celebrations, no matter their length, so even when the holiday was one day, were dedicated as holy days. And the, which holidays, holy days. Oh. Anyone ever consider that? Anyone ever put those things together? Because I just did no. as I said it out loud. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A holiday, holy day. Holy day. I just holy said it out loud. <laughs> wow, look at that. Okay. That so makes sense. This, the celebrations were holidays or mm-hmm. holy days. Mm-hmm. And the entire government, economy, literally everything was shut down in accordance with the fact that these were holy days. So okay. religious ceremonies were performed at the Temple of Saturn where the statue's feet were unbound. Um, the statue's feet were typically bound the whole year, but then uh, were like cut open and unbound to symbolize liberation and a return to the golden age of Saturn's rule, just as we had sort of talked Only about. during this holiday. Only during this holiday okay. was that like kind of symbol made. And then offerings slash ritual sacrifices would be performed at the temple as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't get into specifics. They were- I was like, what are they sacrificing? They were like offering items, food and things Uh like that. But then uh they would offer um, people if they had (laughs) died in the um, like Colosseum, like the fighting Uh that they Uh used, like gladiator mm -hmm. fights and things like Mm -hmm. that. 
so they also, use them for entertainment and then they're like well we have the bodies so. if they did die right so if yeah. they died in fighting they Two in that one. way uh-huh. yeah they yeah. would use them as a sacrifice okay. so during this time also war could not be declared which like i guess just this week truces all bets are off no wars no okay. wars allowed wow. courts were not in session businesses and schools were also closed so this was just like everything kind of at a standstill for in observation of saturnalia for saturn right for saturn there were public feasts and celebrations with some saved records indicating that it was quote the best of days and the whole mob could let itself go in pleasures mm. Some other writers who were lame and kind of annoying even noted (laughs) that they had to supposedly build themselves soundproof rooms so that they could continue their work during the celebrations, which feels dramatic. So they're like, oh my god, all of these people are hooping and hollering, and I am trying to get work done, so I need to build myself an extra room so I can be lame and not participate and just keep working. It's like, oh my god, who do you work for? Like, the man? Are 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 you living to work, or are you working to live? Truly, like your poetry is so inspired. You just have to keep going. Because like, really, during this time, what did you do? You wrote poetry, right. you did philosophy, or right. I don't know. Right. That's it. I mean, it's it's almost like living your life provides more material for your poetry and philosophy. Like get your ass out of that right. soundproof room but and no. go go uh-uh. live. Go hoop and holler. Right. Right. Maybe they discovered soundproofing, though. Maybe that's how it was invented. And that would honestly be very cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's true. I also don't know what was used. Like, I don't know if they just... Right. To soundproof them, like, blankets, maybe? Right. Do they blankets. have blankets? Maybe they, yeah. Maybe they took, like, um manure or something and just threw it on the walls. Ew. I don't know. You're right. And we that's why climate change happens now. All that methane. <laughs> that's... That's All it. Right. Solved it. Solved it. Myth busted. <laughs> so during this time all the noise all the hooping all the hollering drinking and gambling were appropriate and even encouraged throughout the celebrations as well as the gifting of phallic statues and cakes Ooh. singing and dancing naked just like through the streets cross-dressing gay sex men wearing mm-hmm. hair extensions and cosmetic Ooh. products um, po- slay yeah, uh, <laughs> boots the house down, mama. <laughs> um, pornographic, I wrote in quotes, books, because like, I don't know what, how books were. <laughs> Feels like a lot of porn to fill up a book, not a magazine, not a pamphlet. Right, we're talking like BC times, so like, right. I, pornographic papyruses. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Men would have their wives or male partners call them their queens. So, like, men would be referred to as queens by women or male partners, which I found really interesting because essentially, just like we talked about with the holiday being this idea of liberation, it was really a practice in, like, power reversals where Mm -hmm. slaves were unbound, just like the liberation of the Saturn statue, and they were served feasts by their slave owners. And then this is also where we see the normalization of queer-associated things like same-sex relations, cross-dressing, and all these things occurring Mm -hmm. during these festivals because it was sort of like a change from the normal dynamic, but it was meant to represent liberation and equality, this sort of utopian world led by the Mm -hmm. god Saturn. Where, like, right. there w- were none of these restrictions placed on what people were able to do. And it was right. temporary. Sure. And so it wasn't, again, I, I think a lot of the focus, of course, was on 
the sexuality aspects of it, which is what we're talking about, but there was also a huge emphasis on the releasing of slaves temporarily from Mm -hmm. their bondage and their responsibilities in order to celebrate and again change the dynamics of the society for the week i guess it's kind of weird it's it's so interesting that like for one week it's like this very clear structured hierarchy is like all all bets are off it's hedonistic it's like literally just for pleasure and pleasure sake and just like being like doing these like it's like the the purge but not it's the violent. purge but opposite yeah it's, it's like it's the it's a good purge almost yeah and it like literally is because again like the courts were closed no one was getting within limits no one was being prosecuted for anything so like right. people were actually encouraged to sort of like go against the normal things that would be illegal or like socially yeah. bound for them to do and so it, it is like every time I kept reading this about this, I was like, oh, it's kind of like the purge. Absolutely. Which is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, and just for, a, I mean, even a week is long. The purge is only what, 24 hours. So to have I guess so. a full week of these reversed roles and mm-hmm. kind of just like a hedonistic society. Like, oh, sounds. Yeah. Sounds nice. And from the little bit of you know, writings that there has been salvaged Mm -hmm. or recorded, everybody seemed to really enjoy this time as a way to be judgment-free, for lack of a better term, because no one was really considering the implications of what they were doing. It's not like after this ended, people were going to be like, oh, is this person queer because they engaged in this thing during Saturnalia? It's like, no, everybody's doing it. If you want to, you do it. And it's not like, it's not really associated or stigmatized. Right, it's almost like it's for the holiday. Like right. it's not, it's not. It's in honor of our communist god of sewing, Saturn. Right, right. It's like this is not associated with typical, right. you know, sexuality or whatever. Like it's it's very specific and, and special for this circumstance, which a, a week long, like, I don't know, that's yeah. a good amount of time to like let your freak flag fly and and yeah. kind of do the things that maybe you've been wanting to do the entire rest of the year but haven't had a chance because you would have been persecuted or done, you know, whatever else yeah. happened to you in the meantime. So totally. sounds like a pretty good deal. Totally. And it was also rumored in all of this commotion around the holiday that Emperor Nero, um, mm-hmm. famed Roman crazy uncle. I don't yeah. know if we've talked about him before on this or we anyone haven't. knows anything about Nero, but like burning a just wild, absolutely wild man. But that he passionately smooched a visitor from Armenia during the Saturnalia festival. Someone like recorded this and was like, they had, I think a prince or somebody uh-huh. from Armenia visit and they were just smooching it up i so, buy it Absolutely. yeah so everybody everybody participated all the Everyone. way up the food chain yeah, Everyone's it goes right to the top <laughs> right right and so worship and celebration in this way were not uncommon i know we're talking about it, it being a role reversal like power dynamic change mm-hmm. but really this idea about homosexuality and like same-sex couples and things like that were not super uncommon Mm -hmm. in Rome or Greece more 
specifically as we've talked about, especially for a time when there was significant worship for deities like Priapus, who was a fertility god, protector of livestock, fruit plants, gardens, and male genitalia. He is most known for his oversized and permanent erection okay which is i i talk about it as a reminder that phallic imagery and worship was like sort of the norm like everybody was sort of cool and into it it was like a really big sign of status and i was gonna say is that a power thing it is it just it it really wasn't abnormal to like Mm -hmm. worship phallic objects sure sure or just like straight up human penis (laughs) like like people I I think it was a huge power thing a huge just as we talked about with some of the topics involving ancient Greece like it Mm -hmm. was sort of a status symbol to Mm -hmm. be in a same-sex relationship like a male-male relationship specifically sure and I think that goes back to some of the worship of these more phallic symbols of male fertility Mm -hmm. or things like that yeah what a what a legacy to lead though Priapus. I know. I know. To be like and the it, guy with the huge dick. BDE, yeah, just constant, sure. constantly hard. Constantly right. and and like, like that ridiculously can't be though. not well. I mean he he was a god, so like I guess they live by different standards, maybe. Sure. <laughs> we'll give him that. But like also again, funny that he was the god of fertility, livestock, fruit plants, gardens, and, and male, male genitalia. genitalia. Like, like how did he get that assignment? seeds growth life i guess is the common denominator there but like sure sure yeah feels like there's a lot of that's a lot of big things to be in charge of feels like maybe we should just whittle it down to like one really let him right because you know he also has the oversized and constant erection going on like he's got a lot on his plate i honestly we can we can help Let's manage cut him his. Some slack. Yeah. I was gonna say help manage his load, but like that oh. feels inappropriate. That feels really inappropriate, and, and I was uh, not thinking about it until I said it. Oh, <laughs> and anyway. so while there, while there is less written history and visual imagery of the time of lesbians, bisexual people, and other queer identities, they no doubt existed to celebrate these festivals alongside the queer men and phallic stone carvings that sort of sure. are carried through our history to be remembered. Right. Once Rome became a primarily Christian empire, which I find ironic considering they supposedly killed Jesus, right? But well, whatever. Well. <laughs> yeah. Many of the traditions celebrated during Saturnalia morphed into Christmas celebrations. Mm. Again, we see that with the time that they existed, like Mm -hmm. December 17th to the 23rd and the winter solstice being on the 25th. But a lot of those celebrations that came originally from Saturnalia and then morphed into Roman Christmas celebrations, we still totally recognize today. So, though feasts, celebrations, and liberatory dreams of the Saturnalia holiday were temporary, again, only existing for that week, Mm -hmm. wreaths as holiday decorations, singing, although not naked, gathering together to eat are all traditions that have lasted into our modern times and really have their foundations in holiday festivals like this one. Wow. So, yeah, that was a brief little fun adventure into what the romans were doing for christmas (laughs) and you know what people always say like let's get back to our roots 
You know, like, let's, let's really it. get back to the heart of why we're celebrating these things, right? Right. And so I think we should take that one step further. Let's get back to Saturnalia. Let's get equitable. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, really just celebrate phallic symbols and and build soundproof rooms for those and that get don't naked. want to. And get naked and, and drink yeah. and just hedonism. Let's do it. Up and down the streets. And let's have off of work to right. do all of these things. Right, right. Have everything <laughs> close, even if for just one week. I mean, right. that can't hurt the economy that bad, can it? Right. Are we asking for a lot? I don't think Again? so. Again, let's part revisit two. the age old question. <laughs> are we, are asking, we asking for a lot? For a lot? <laughs> I don't think we are. I don't think so. I think that this. It, it's almost a shame that our modern day celebrations are just a toned down version of this I more know, fun a, party. <laughs> what is that? It feels like we got the short end of the stick kind of on this one. We really did, especially considering Priapus doesn't really exist as a worship symbol anymore. We're really we're really here with the short end of the stick. So if someone wants to spearhead, yeah, let's spearhead oh, there this you movement. Go. Yeah, yeah, let's. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. I've been having to research a lot about phallic symbolism, and now everything just really comes back to it. Jeez. Okay. Well, if someone wants to get that going back into society, <laughs> there you go. maybe less phallic symbols. Well, we can talk about it. Let's have a meeting on it. Let's, let's Yeah, let's regroup. Let's regroup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll circle back. Yeah. And if we could, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I hope however you are celebrating in these next few weeks, it involves some type of merriment and hedonism. Thanks for tuning in to episode 42 of Historically Really Good Friends, where we talk about a hedonistic winter wonderland. This is your weekly reminder that acknowledging the queerness of our history makes multi-purpose human sacrifice a little bit more fun. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And to see photos from this week's episode, please make sure to check out our Instagram at Historically Really. We hope to see you again next week. Goodbye. So long.